There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Turning our attention to the developments that are happening in the nation of Israel. Christians are keen to watch developments in Israel because of the obvious biblical prophetic fulfillments that have happened over the last 70 years. Well, in the latest crisis, the Israeli parliament has imploded and another election is necessary. The Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett, has stepped down. There's now a caretaker Prime Minister, Yair Lapid, who will be in the role for the next four months. And waiting in the wings is the former Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. Well, let's check on developments with Israel commentator Stan Goodenough, who's known as the Jerusalem Watchman. Stan, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good to be here again. Stan, let's talk about Jews. They were conflicted over whether or not they wanted to see Benjamin Netanyahu returned as Prime Minister. Is this in their thinking? What are your thoughts? All right, well, the implosion of the, as you put it, of the uh, of the Naftali Bennett government, which, which uh, was in power for just a year, uh, the entire uh, term of, of in office was rocky um, because of the of the way the government was formed. The coalition was formed of different uh, parties that were pulling to every in every possible direction, so they couldn't really go anywhere. So the government inevitable. For, for almost every commentator knew it would collapse. It was a matter just of when, and it fell apart uh, at the very end of June and. On July the 1st, in the early hours of the morning, Yair Lapid became Prime Minister, and he's a caretaker Prime Minister. He'll be in place until, as you said, the election on uh, November the 1st. So for four full months, he'll be a caretaker Prime Minister. Uh, the, the cabinet will be a caretaker cabinet. They will not be able to make any major decisions on most in most areas of policy. However, um, Lapid will be... Uh, He's, he's in at a very pivotal moment because just a few days after uh, we air this uh, this uh, this discussion, uh, the United States President Joe Biden is flying into Israel. Uh, he's on a journey to Israel and uh, mostly off to Israel to Saudi Arabia. He may make one other stop, but but it'll be in those two places. Uh, some some commentators would say he, he's coming to Israel and Palestine, but of course there is no Palestine. He will be meeting, however, with the um, political leadership of the PLO uh, while he's in Israel. So he's coming and it's a very important meeting because, well, it's Biden's first uh, trip to the Middle East as president. Uh, He's coming to bolster what's known as the Abraham Accords, agreements that Israel signed with the United Arab Emirates and a few other Arab states um, under during the Trump administration. Uh, And the the hope in the background is that uh, Saudi Arabia, the most important nation in the Middle East, will, uh, will, will come into the Abraham Accords with Israel as well, with these other nations. Um, Lapid will have 
uh, fairly, that's the prime minister, the new prime minister, he'll, he'll be able to be fairly influential in that uh, discussion and uh, with Biden. Uh, and uh, uh, under his leadership, Joe Biden's policies in the Middle East may be able to move ahead, let's say, faster than they would uh, under uh, a government if, if, if it was headed by uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, we all know him very well. He's Israel's he was Israel's prime minister. Uh, he's um, uh, very able uh, to navigate Israel's political path through the uh, through the very dangerous waters of the Middle East and international currents that also push and shove against Israel. Um, but he's, if he does become prime minister, again, it will only be after the elections now. Or so it's only after November. So it's a very critical time for Israel relating to this, this, you know, this battle, Neil, this battle over the land. You know, whose land is it? And, and is the land going to be divided into two states or not? Uh, this is a very important um, historical moment in, in, in that issue. Uh, and, and so, although none of us know what's going to happen at this point, we, we're very, very concerned about uh, how things could go under Lapid's caretaker administration. Stan, for those listening to our conversation now, uh, Israel-aware Christians, I think that's a terminology mm. you use, uh, so many of yes. us will be armchair observers, armchair critics, mm -hmm. And some would say, what would Christians have to offer a debate like this? But, of course, Christians who fasted and prayed, you've divided them into two sets. Uh, those who were fasting and praying to see the last government fall, and those who were fasting and praying to see the government continue to stay afloat. Uh, what are your thoughts about how Christians see what's going on in Israel? The term Israel aware Christians, I use that term because out of the, I don't know, what is it now, 2 billion Christians in the world? I don't even know the, the overall figure. But out of all the world's hundreds of millions of Christians, there are relatively a very small number who even understand that Israel is significant to us as Christians. Uh, Israel, for most, uh, the most part, the Jewish people in Israel have been sort of boxed and, and packed away in history. Uh, because the church has replaced Israel as, as Christendom has taught for so long, and Israel is no longer relevant. So Israel aware Christians are, are aware and believe that when God said he made an everlasting covenant with the Jewish people, and at the center of that covenant is their tie to the land, and when he said that one day he would gather them back into the land from their dispersion around the world, uh, they're aware that this is something that God is doing. But how they view it is also different based on, on what they expect this is going to lead to. Uh, is the return of the Jewish people to their land, is this setting the stage for the imminent coming of the King, Messiah, to Jerusalem? Christians believing that Jesus is the Messiah. Is this setting the stage for the second coming? Or is this just another national development? And Israel is important, but... Uh, the primary thing in Israel is to keep, you know, is, is for everything to go along as quietly and, and peacefully as possible. Uh, and and the, the two different viewpoints, uh, those who understand that there is a battle raging over the land, that God is determined, as he has said he is, to restore his people to all of their land. And he actually singles out what we call the West Bank, that part of the, world, of, of, of the land that is that the world wants to turn into a state called Palestine, God singles that out as specifically the place that he's going to return the Jewish people to, and he's going to let them thrive in those areas, which he calls the mountains of Israel. 
So the previous government uh, was in a position to endanger Israel's uh, extension of its sovereignty over that area. And the current caretaker government is in that same place. However, under the previous government, things were relatively quiet internally, domestically inside Israel. And so some Christians said, let's just pray that that will continue. Others said, no, that's a dangerous government because it's leading Israel, it's making Israel more vulnerable in the face of all this pressure to give up the land. And so we pray that the government will fall and that a more let's say, Zionist government, that is to say, a government that believes that the Jews need to be sovereign in all of their Aboriginal homeland, in all of their historical territory, that they would, that, that such a government. And then, of course, the hope among many is that that would be Benjamin Netanyahu, although that, of course, there's a question mark around that as well. His is the name that is more likely to be front of mind for Christian believers who thought he was doing a pretty good job when he was Prime Minister. Some were quite dismayed when he was removed from that role. Uh, There is even the thought that, as Christians, have uh, said there are prophetic words that have come, that he would even be in power when the Messiah returns. Now, this is the way Christians think sometimes about these things, Stan, but do the Jewish people think similarly? Well, um, yeah, the, the Jewish society is also very much, in Israel, that is, Jewish society in Israel is very much divided. Um, uh, you know, it, there's a whole spectrum from the very secular to the ultra-religious. Um, and, and you have every form of perspective on the coming of Messiah and the, and, and, and the building of a third temple, by the way, which is part of the scene, a uh, part of the expectation, uh, it's, it's, it's wide, Neil. It goes from being irrelevant on one side of the spectrum in Israel to being like absolutely the most important thing. And even how they approach uh, the question of the Messiah's return and, and what they expect to be happening when, or well, they won't say the return, they'll say the coming of Messiah, the first coming, because they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So, so there's, a whole, there's a whole mix and match of thinking. The hope there is also, let's just say, a majority, not the overwhelming majority, but certainly a majority of Israeli Jews, to the best of my understanding, would like to see Netanyahu back at the helm as prime minister. Now, if Yair Lapid, the caretaker prime minister, continues in that role, uh, what's your assessment of his character, his personality, his faith? How would he fit uh, in the ongoing uh, direction for Israel? Yeah, Ir Lapid, a former um, TV personality of Israeli film star, uh, his father was fairly prominent um, in Israel, Israeli politics, but he's, a, he's, a, he's a somewhat something of a newcomer. Uh, he's centre-left on the political scale. Um, he's very secular, and uh, although he is quite a hawk on some issues, for example, yes, uh, a couple of days before, before we record this, he was in... In Paris, and he was making very strong demands that that the the French government crack down or pressure the Lebanese government to crack down on Hezbollah because that's a, a growing threat in the north. And also, it's believed that Lapid will be quite strong when it comes to the nuclear agreement that's being discussed between the the the, the powers and Iran. That's another whole story we can't get, really get into right now. But it's believed he'll be strong on security issues. But on the question of the integrity of the land and uh, Jewish sovereignty over Judea and Samaria and the creation of a state of Palestine or the so-called two-state solution, 
uh, he's almost certainly uh, would, would want to facilitate that. As far as his faith goes, he's a very secular man. There's no indication that he has uh, any faith uh, at all. And how do you describe, if we're making a comparison, Benjamin Netanyahu, who could be waiting in the wings and maybe looking towards uh, regaining that power? What about his faith? Where does he stand character-wise, religious-wise? All right, so Benjamin Netanyahu comes out of a long line of... Uh, his father was involved with um, with what was known as the revisionist movement in the pre-state days of Israel. Very strong... You had... David Ben-Gurion, the very famous first prime minister of Israel, was a socialist, the left of center politician, and another gentleman, I won't go into details right now. In any case, Benjamin Netanyahu's family history comes out of that more strongly Zionistic um, stream in Israel. Uh, he's, he doesn't wear a head covering like a kippah, so he's not observant on the outside um, as, as, as a religious man, but he is very God-fearing in the way he speaks and he has recognized and um, uh, acknowledged and, and even worked towards strengthening Israel's ties with the evangelical world because he, he really understands the, the strength of evangelical faith uh, as a support um, and, 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 and a, a yeah, co-worker, if you like, with the, with the Jewish Zionist movement that sees the Jews return to their land as something that God is doing. He speaks the language. He, he, has, he had a Bible study in his home as a prime minister in his official residence. Uh, I think one of his sons won the national uh, Bible quiz in Israel uh, at the Feast of Tabernacles a few years ago. The Bible is a central, is a central part of his life, but I don't know. As, as a Christian trying to determine where a person stands with his faith, in Israel it's, it's, it's most easy to see in, 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 in you know, are they, are they Sabbath observant? Do they go to synagogue? Do they wear a kippah? Does a man wear a kippah on his head? Is his family fairly conservative? Uh, th- those are indicators of, 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 a Jew, of, of a Jew in Israel being in the stream of, of religious, devout Jewish, Jewish belief. And Netanyahu is close to that. But he's not outwardly, he doesn't wear his faith on his sleeve, so to speak. So, Stan, the big threats, of course, Iran and nuclear weapons and the way the land is being divided or united. For Christians, how would they pray? We're called in the scriptures to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. How do you call on Christians to be praying about the changes that are imminent now in the nation of Israel? Well, I'll try and keep this as succinct as I can, Neil. Um, I think uh, my understanding is we are to pray for God's will to be done. A part of the Lord's prayer is that we pray that his kingdom will come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the biblical, uh, uh, what we understand from the Bible is that his kingdom is coming to this earth. He is coming to reign on this planet and his throne room will be in Jerusalem. That will be the center of his kingdom. That's a very physical outworking of something which many of us see as spiritual. We can pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And if we don't know what that really means, then we, we just pray it because we're told to pray it. We want peace. Of course, we want to see an end to war and end to everything that that, 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 that that means. The horrors of warfare, the lack of peace. But ultimately, I believe when we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem, we're praying for the coming of the Prince of Peace. And only under his 
reign, only when the government is on his shoulders and he sits on his throne, the throne of David, will that peace that we're praying for finally come. So th that's, that's a relatively shallow way of looking at it, but I actually think it's, at the same time, I think it's actually quite profound. We're not praying for man's peace. We're not praying for a peace process. We're not praying for a two-state solution. Uh, we're not even praying necessarily for a peace agreement with Iran. We're praying for the Prince of Peace to come and, and set up his kingdom. As, as believers, I, I, for me, that's, that's the heart of my prayer. Well, you take us always that step deeper into the issues, Stan, and you write about these things. And for listeners who want to connect with you, uh, the Israel commentator, Stan Goodenough, known as the Jerusalem Watchman. You can connect with Stan and you can check out articles that Stan writes about developments in the nation of Israel at JerusalemWatchman.org. That's JerusalemWatchman.org. Stan, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It was wonderful to be with you. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 